Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed. We're thankful for the freedoms that we have in this nation. Can you just give all of our veterans one more hand clap? Amen. Happy Veterans Day weekend. I hope you've had a great weekend. I hope, I hope that, uh, that you felt the presence of God in this service so far this morning. I believe that there's already been miracles in this, in this house today. I believe that people have been set free in this house already today. I think that today God has a special word for somebody. I want you to understand something before I get into this message today. A lot of us have, we're walking into this, this new season as a church. God's bringing us into a new season. It's a season of revival. It's a season of miracles. It's a season of really, I'm just, I know we get callous to hearing some of these things sometimes. Signs and wonders and miracles because we hear, we hear um, talk about that a lot, especially today, revival's breaking out. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Is it real revival? Is it, and, and I don't really think it's up to us to really question. I just think that if it is, it'll sustain. If it's not, just move on. But here's the thing, I think a lot of us are missing out because we feel like it's not for us. You may feel like it's not for you, but I want you to know something today. God loves you just as much as he loves me. God values you just as much as he values anyone on this platform. And I want you to know that everything that God has, he has for you too. You're valued. Look at your neighbor and say, you're valued. You know, whether you realize it or not, we all value things differently in our life. We value things differently. Some things to us are more worthy than other things. It's, it's in almost everything we do and every decision we make. We, we prioritize things based on what, how we value those things. I've always said this in worship. How many of y'all have heard me say, your worship is a direct reflection of how worthy God is. Let that sink in for a moment. Your worship is a direct reflection of how, how much you feel God is worthy to you in your life. You know, the playoff selection committee. I thought that was going to get a more... Uh, <laughs> every week they're meeting now until the end of the college football season to determine who the foremost... Worthy, I don't know, the eye candy, the eye test. I don't know what criteria they go by. I don't, I don't even know if they know what criteria they go by. Come on, somebody, can I get an amen right there? In just a couple of weeks, you'll make a decision to determine what food is Thanksgiving worthy. See, whether you believe it or whether you realize it or not, there's certain food that's Thanksgiving worthy. You don't just, you may, I don't know, I better be careful right here. You don't just go through the drive-thru at McDonald's on Thanksgiving and, and, and get a, a, a quarter pounder. Come on, you got, you got to have that turkey and that ham and that dressing. That's Thanksgiving worthy. You don't just put any, any food on the table at Thanksgiving. You know, sometimes we carry the same concept over into our personal life. 
where we value ourselves or others more or less based on certain criteria. We have certain criteria that we look at and we say, well, that person or either ourself is worthy or unworthy based on X, Y, Z, whatever criteria we look at. And you may be here today and not even realize your value or worth. But I want and I hope by the end of this message you understand just how valuable you are to Jesus this morning. This is the word that God placed on my heart today. And I I want someone to understand before they leave here today. Jesus loves you so much. You're valued more than anything else on the face of this earth. And I believe if it was... I believe if it was just me or if it was just you left on the face of this earth, Jesus would have still went to the cross. He still would have gave his life all that that you personally could have a right relationship with God. So I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, how many of y'all have the word? Come on, you got your sword. Some of y'all have a real Bible. Some of y'all have a real Bible. The other people have a phony Bible. Y'all didn't get that, did you? You got a, whether you got a phony Bible or whether you got a real Bible. Some of y'all are going to get offended. That was just a joke. Come on, somebody. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. I want us to look at verses 10 through 13 this morning. Many of y'all, you're already standing. This is something we do at Forward Church, just to honor God's word. And it says this, you are witnesses in God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we've behaved behaved ourselves among you who believe. As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy. Look at your neighbor and say, walk worthy. Somebody say, if we're going to talk the talk. Walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. I want you to understand God has called you into his kingdom and God has called you into his glory. We need to understand that God desires for us to experience his glory. I desire to see his glory. Moses said, show me your glory. I just, I'm I'm wanting to preach this already this morning. Verse 13, for this reason, we also thank God without season. This is a season of thankfulness, season of thanksgiving. So this reason, Paul's saying that we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it. Not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. I wanna stop right there and I wanna share with you a message. I just simply titled this, I didn't have anything creative today, I'm sorry for that. I just simply titled this message, Worthy. Worthy, will you pray with me? God, I come before you and I praise you for who you are. I thank you God for this word that you've downloaded into my heart and into my spirit today. I pray your anointing upon my lips, God. Let everything I say and everything I do, God, I want it to bring glory and honor to your name, nothing more, nothing less. Let these words pierce the hearts of this congregation, God, that we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers, God. And I pray, God, that no one would leave here 
the same way they walked in. And I'll be quick to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for everything that's accomplished in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. High five three people before you sit down and tell them to get ready. Amen. The word, the word worthy is used 54 times in the New Testament. 54 times in the New Testament. The first reference of this being when John the Baptist refers to Christ. How many Bible readers we have? He said, John said, he's someone whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. In Matthew 3 and verse 11, he said that. And I want to note just a few uses of this important word worthy in the New Testament. Christ reveals that a laborer is worthy of his hire or worthy, worthy of his pay. Luke chapter 10, verse 7. Some of y'all business owners, you, you missed the amen right there. Christ speaks of those worthy to obtain the next world and the resurrection from the dead. Luke chapter 10, verse 20 and 35. Christ talks about those counted worthy to escape the future tribulation and stand before him in Luke 21, verse 36. The apostles rejoice when they are deemed, get this, worthy to suffer for Christ's sake. Now, that's something that, that, you know, modern Christianity, we can't really get on board with that. But the apostles counted themselves, they, they rejoiced because they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ's name. And here Paul speaks of walking worthy of the Lord and his calling he talks about that in 1 Thessalonians, the scripture that we just read, Ephesians 4, verse 1, and Colossians 1 and 10. Now, I want to talk to you about this word, worthy. The Greek word, worthy, is axios. I don't know if I'm saying that right or if I'm not saying that right. If you are a Greek scholar, come and talk to me after church, and you can correct me. Come on, somebody. But it's the Greek word, axios, and it's used when weighing something with the intent of discovering its value. Anybody ever seen the old-fashioned scales? You know what I'm talking about. They would place something on one side of the scales, and they would put weights on the other side until the scale, what, leveled out, and that would determine whatever was on the scale. That would determine the value of what was on the scales. And the root meaning is it actually means to balance scales so that what is placed upon both scales would be of equal weight. For example, if a person worked hard for a full day, he's worthy of a full day's wage. The word was also used to describe an emperor riding through a, a triumphal procession after winning a battle as the defeat of his enemy caused him to be worthy to be held as the victor. Isaiah 6 verse 1 actually describes our Lord who is seated upon his throne, and the Bible says the train of his robe fills the temple. I want you to understand something before we go any further in this, in this sermon today. We serve a Savior, we serve a God who is worthy because of who he is, not just because of what he's done. Jesus has overcome this world, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit this morning, but the Bible says that the train of his robe filled the temple. I want to talk to you about that for a moment. Anybody ever studied that? You know what that means? I never knew what that meant until I started studying and diving into this. See, what would happen when a king would defeat 
or his army would defeat another king or another kingdom, what they would do is they would cut a piece of the robe of the defeated king off of his robe and they would sew it onto the robe of the king who won the battle. Now, when you read Isaiah 6 and 1, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord and he was seated on his throne, meaning he's conquered. He's not, he, he's not sitting here, you know, just, you know, just, just, just striving, scared of the enemy, worried about what he, no, he's seated, meaning the battles, it's, oh, it's done, it's finished. He's seated on his throne and Isaiah said, the train of his robe filled the temple, meaning this, he's conquered them all. He's conquered them all. The enemy is defeated. The kings and kingdoms belong to Jesus Christ. We serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There's no one above him. There's no one beside him. And we have to, here's, here's what we have to know. We have to know who our king is before we'll ever know who we are. And some of us don't have an accurate picture of who we are because we don't realize who our king is. If you would just get a picture, just a glimpse. How many of y'all ever watched the video of the, of the preacher saying, that's my king. That's my king. Go, go home, look it up. Just type in on YouTube. That's my king. I guarantee you it'll be the first thing that pops up. It'll get you fired up. I want you to know we serve a victorious king. Christ as the Lamb of God is called worthy throughout the book of Revelation because he was slain and redeemed us through his blood. Now, I want you to know something. No king, I don't know of another king who has ever left his throne to go and give his life for his kingdom. There is only one king who ever has given up his seat to come and take on, I'm, I'm telling you, take on humility. Take on uh, this, this humble servant, if you will. Jesus said, I, I didn't come to be served, but I come to serve. And he said this, to give my life as a ransom for many. The thing you have to understand is that we serve the only king who has ever left his throne to give his life for his kingdom, which is you and I. And because he shed his blood, the Bible says that we are, we are redeemed. Those who believe in him and trust in him. Now, we're going to get there. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going there. We're going there. But those who believe in him and trust in him have been redeemed. And the Bible says that he is worthy because of that. And we've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Thus, through the blood of Jesus, Jesus has defeated all powers of Satan. The enemy's defeated. The enemy's been defeated. We sing a song, the enemy's been defeated. Death couldn't hold you down. I'm gonna lift your, come on. And the, I don't even know all the words, but I just know the enemy's been defeated. Death couldn't hold you down. I'll, I'll sit there and say that over and over again. But know this, we, we live our life and we look at ourselves. now pick up your toes if, this, if, if you don't have steel toe boots on. 
We live our life and we view ourselves as if the enemy is not already a defeated foe. And the only way he has any authority in your life is if, is if you give him a foothold in your life. He has no access, meaning if the blood of Jesus is applied to you, he can't cross that bloodline. He's defeated. He's conquered. And so I want you to understand something today. Because Jesus came, shed his blood for you, set you free. Those who believe and trust in him and put your, put your hope and your faith in him, you've been redeemed. You're covered in the blood of the lamb and the enemy has no authority in your life. And I want you to, I'm going somewhere with this. I want you to understand something. Making, this made him, Jesus, the conqueror. So since Jesus is a conqueror, the Bible calls us something very specific. The Bible says, since Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave, the Bible says we now, therefore, are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, I got the reference. I got the address. How many of y'all want the address? Eight, Romans 8, verse 37. Yet in all these things. Now, I didn't give them the, the, the context of the text, but if you want the context of the text, you got to back up in chapter 8 a little bit. It talks about trials, tribulation, persecution. It talks about all of these things that we face in the world today. But the Bible says, Paul is speaking to, to, to the Romans. He says, yet in all these things, we, we look at your neighbor and say, and say, that means you. Look at your second choice and say, that means you too. We are more than conquerors, but it's not just that we are more than conquerors. You just can't walk around and just say, oh, I'm more than a conqueror. Because we got a lot of people, what did I say last Sunday, trying to do godly things without, without God. If you missed last Sunday, I almost preached last Sunday's sermon again. Because that's how much I believe in that. Some of y'all missed it. And every once in a while, you just get a word and you're like, I want everybody to hear this word. And, and you, miss, you need to go back and you need to listen to the podcast. You need to watch last Sunday's service. But I want you to understand, we just can't walk around and just think, oh, well, I'm, I'm more than a conqueror. No, what, is it, what does it say? We are more than conquerors through him, him being who? Jesus Christ. Meaning if the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life, Meaning, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, we can't do godly things without God. We can't conquer without the one who has already conquered. A lot of us are trying to, to conquer things out from under the one who has already conquered them. I know I'm not making much sense right now, but I'm fissing to See, our being able to receive redemption and all spiritual blessings is linked only to the finished work of Christ and only the finished work of Christ. See, it's like, it's like the scales that I talked about earlier. If we want to conquer and we want spiritual blessings and we really want to know how much we are, are worthy to receive these spiritual blessings, we can't, we can't just say, well, look at all these good things that I've done. That's not what makes us worthy. That's not what makes us able to receive spiritual blessings. That's not what makes us able to, to be a, 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 a more than a conqueror. It's like if I had scales up here and I say, well, well I, I come to church. 
Well, there's, there's, there's sin, there's, there's the power of death, hell, and the grave over here. Well, I come to church, well, I pay my tithes. Why ain't the scales tipping? I thought that's what it takes. Well, I, I, even, I even read my Bible this week. I even, I even did the first 15. Really? You can do all the godly things you want to do. But if you are living a life outside of the will of God and you do not profess Jesus, there is only one name in heaven and on earth by which we are saved, and that is Jesus Christ. And until that person professes Jesus with their mouth and believes in him in their heart, the Bible says that's the only thing that can save us. If we place our human works on the scale without Christ, the balance is uneven, and we're not worthy of the kingdom. We're not worthy of the kingdom. I'm placing all my works on here, but it's not, it's not evening out. If, somebody say if. Somebody say if is the biggest word in the dictionary. Come on, somebody. If, however, we stand on the scale with Christ, death, sin, boy, it's, it's heavy over here, is it not? The wages of sin is, is death. And I stand over here and I, I try to say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all I can. You can do all you can, but it ain't going to. But if I stand over here, the Bible says when we've done all we can do to stand, we just stand, therefore. And when I plead the blood of Jesus over my life, and I plead the blood of Jesus over my children, and I plead the blood of Jesus over my household. See, sometimes we got to understand how, how powerful it is just to out loud I plead the blood of Jesus. And can I tell you one drop of the blood of Jesus Christ, can I tell you it not only just evens out the scales, it ain't even a, it ain't even a war, it ain't even a battle no more. Now, therefore, I'm more than a conqueror. I conquered. He first conquered. Ephesians 1 verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven only in Christ. Are you worthy in Christ? In Christ. I'm not worthy in and of myself. How many of y'all has ever said that before? It's true. But you need to have an accurate view of who you are as well. In myself, I'm not worthy, but in Christ, I am worthy. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am blessed going, I'm blessed coming. I'm blessed when I rise, I'm blessed when... Somebody needs to get a hold of this today. In Christ, we have every spiritual blessing we need. And if you don't hear anything else I say today, hear this. You are valuable, you are victorious, and you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are valuable, you are victorious, and you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Well, pastor, I just don't feel that way. That's the problem. Sometimes you don't feel that way. And you, you, you give in to the way you feel. But faith leads and feelings follow. And the thing about the scripture that we just read in, in Thessalonians, see, I want you to understand, if, if, if you are a conqueror, if you're valued, if you're, if you're all of this and you don't feel this way, how is it still true? Get this, in order to be a conqueror, there must be a conversion. I'm going to say that again. In order to be a conqueror, there must be a conversion. I'm going to go there. 
Just because I, I, don't, I don't think that got enough amens. Now I'm just playing. Look at our text. The beginning, beginning with verse 13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So number one, for there to be a conversion, you have to welcome the word of God in faith. Not as the word of men. And see, a lot of us, a lot of us fail to accept the word of God that's preached, the message of Jesus Christ that is preached to us and that we hear from time, from time to time to time because we think it's the word of men. And I'm not pinning flowers on me and I'm not pinning flowers on anybody else, but a lot of times we need to understand that when, when God calls somebody, God equips somebody, and there's a message preached out from behind this pulpit under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it's not my words, it's not the words of Pastor Brandon, it's not the words of Pastor Rod, it's not the words of, of Pastor Cassie or anybody else that gets up behind this pulpit. It's a message from God, and if we would receive it as a message from God, I believe it would work a whole lot more effectively in our life. Well, the, the word's just not working effectively in me. Well, how did you receive it? Because your approach to the word is going to determine how it works in your life. Welcome the word in faith. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, there's a, there's a transformative power that will take place in your life when this word is actually, when it falls on fertile soil. When this word, when this seed, when the seed of this word falls on fertile soil, meaning your, your heart is open, and you're, you're saying, God, I, man, I'm hungry for your word today. I know that might just be a, a nobody from nowhere come on somebody up there preaching because I, I realize that, but in Christ, I'm, I'm, I'm worthy. Come on, somebody. I, I'm not worthy to stand behind this desk in and of myself, but God called me, God equipped me, God anointed me, and I, I, don't, I don't have anything, I don't have any criteria other than that that makes me worthy to stand behind this desk this morning, but I believe I've got a word from God this morning, and I'm not Jeremiah, it's, it's, shut, I'm, it's, 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 it's like fire in my bones, and I'm growing weary the whole service just trying to, to keep it contained. But if somebody would just realize this is not the words of Justin Driver up here. This is not just the mere words of men up here. But this is a message from God. And if God would, would, would have you to hear it today, and if, he would, if you would receive it, I believe it would work effectively in your life. And those things that you're trying to conquer, those things that you're trying to overcome, those things that you're striving for, I don't really think you would have to strive for them as much as you are right now. You would, the word of God would just be planted inside of you. It would be hid in your heart. And you'd be more than a conqueror, more than victorious. Welcome the word in faith. And then the Bible says this in the scripture that we just read, believe that the gospel message is from God and not from mere human reason. Know that when you receive biblical preaching, it is able to powerfully affect change in your life. Number three, conduct your life so that it reflects the glory in the kingdom of God to which you belong. Walk worthy of the calling that God has. Pastor, I don't feel worthy. It's not you. It's who's in you. Greater is he who is in you. Quit walking around like you're some lesser than defeated 
I'm going to tell you, Christ didn't come and give his life and, and, and shed his blood and be buried and raised on the third day and, and ascended to the Father, now making intercession for, for this. He didn't do all of that just so we could live a defeated life. He did all that because he wants us to live a life of victory, a life where we can be a more than a conqueror. Conduct your life as you walk according. Walk by faith, not by sight. Things might look one way, but faith tells me something else. Casting Crowns used to sing a song. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I will choose to believe the voice of truth. Come on, when you're staring at the giant, when you're staring at the storm, when, you're, when all those things are, are facing you right in front of you, I mean, I, I'm not denying. Faith doesn't deny reality. It just receives God's promises in the midst of reality. And set your goal to walk worthy of God. And how can I do this? Verse 13b, the, the latter half of verse 13. The word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Effectively right there, and I'm closing with this. Effectively is one of the big four energy words that we get in the Greek language. I'm not even gonna to try to pronounce all of them. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I've got them in my notes, but I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. But all these words stem from the prefix in, E-N, which means in, and ergon, E-R-G-O-N, which means work and have to do with the active operation or working or of power and its effectual results. So meaning this, when you receive the word in faith, when you believe that it's a word from God and not just mere man's wisdom, and you say, God, I seal it. I receive it, I seal it, I, I, I say, God, let it be. God, I receive it in faith, God, and I'm going to walk according to it, God, this week. It's not just going to go in one ear and out the other, but God, I receive it, and I believe it's going to change me. When you receive a word from God like that, the Bible says it has power to work inside, the, the, the inner power to change you and transform you from the inside out. Meaning, outwardly, you might not be able to see it to begin with. You might receive a word on Sunday morning and you walk out and it's going to look the same way it looked before you walked in. But if you just keep walking by faith and not by sight, eventually the word of God will prevail. Eventually the promises that God has for you and your family is going to prevail because the promises of God's word over your life is greater than anything that the enemy can come against you with. That's how we walk worthy. Only by putting your faith in Christ Jesus and allowing his word to work in you and change you from the inside out are you worthy of anything. And the good news is all of this is possible right here and right now. We don't have to wait. We don't have to say, well, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to conquer this or I'm going to conquer that or one of these days, I'm going I'm to defeat this or I'm going to defeat one of these days. The work was finished on the cross. The blood that Jesus shed over 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary is just as powerful today as it was when the, the, the day it was shed. 
I got a phone call this morning. I got a text this morning. I was battling over this. All week long, I was battling over this message. And I'll just be, I, I alluded to it earlier. And I'm, I'm, this is my second closing. <clears throat> I battled over this message all week long, and I think it was because I still, I, I ain't going to lie, last week's word, I hate, I hate to sound a certain way up here, but that's, every once in a while, you just get a, a, a rhema word. And I felt like that was a rhema word. And if you weren't here last Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you to go back and listen to that word. I almost wanted to preach it again. I'm like, God, there's going to be some people here Sunday that wasn't here last week, and they need to hear that word. And, and it was like, I just kept coming back to this. And I was like, I know you've given me this. I know you've given me this, but God, I really want them to hear that. And God's like, no, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, you know how, I don't know if you know how it is or not. Maybe I just need to move on. But then we started dealing with things with our kids this week. enemy would have you to play, play the comparison game. Think that you're not worthy. We dealt with some stuff like that with our kids this week. Even to the point where you know, some salvation was being questioned. Does God really answer my prayers when I pray? I was just like, wow. And I got a text this morning. One of my spiritual mentors And he don't ever text me on Sunday morning, hardly ever. I can probably, it's less than a handful of times that I've ever even gotten a text from him on Sunday morning in my lifetime. And I've known him for probably 15 years now. And he said, hey, I, I need to talk to you if you can talk. And I, I just text back, I can talk. And he called me immediately. And he said, Pastor, he said, I had a dream the other night. And God said, I need to call you and I need to tell you about this dream. He said, when I dreamed, he said, I saw Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And we all know the story. Jesus was praying. And the Bible says his tears became as drops of blood. And I can't remember if he said he woke up and was, was praying to God about this or if God was just dealing with him in his dream about this, but he said he felt the Holy Spirit ask him, do you know what that means? He was like, of course I know what that means. I've heard it preached my whole life. I've heard that scripture preached my whole life. Jesus was just agonizing because of what he knew was, was in front of him. And God was like, yeah, but that's not it. You're missing something. And he was like, what am I missing? What am I missing? He said, I want you to understand something. He said, that blood that, that was being shed right then and right there, 
Jesus was looking through the very blood that was about to redeem all of humanity. He says, this is what he told me. He says, when Jesus looks at you and when he looks at me, he sees us through the blood. He sees us through the blood. And I said, well, man, you can take this as ever how you want to take it. But I said, I woke up with a bloodshot eye this morning. I know that's, you're going to be like, whatever, this guy's getting weird now. I said, I, coincidence? I don't know. I even had someone before service say, you, you seen your eye? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Thank God was just saying, you're going to get a phone call and it's from me. And I want to tell somebody this morning, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how unworthy the enemy says you are. When Jesus looks at you, he don't see all of your he don't see all of your past. He don't see your mistakes. He don't see your failures. All he look, when he looks at you, he looks through the blood of Jesus. He looks through that blood that's been applied to your life. And can I tell you, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. I don't care what the enemy has told you. I don't care what this world has told you. You are loved. You are loved beyond measure. She's laughing because she knows what I'm talking about. I don't mean to keep tarrying. Every night we tuck our boys in bed. And there's a little, little thing up, hanging up on the wall about this size. And it has three words on it. And the boys, they just start shaking their head now because they know what I'm about to do. And I'll look at them, I'll say, Jaden, Kaysen, I know, Dad, I know. And I always, because I started out about two weeks ago, and I pointed at it, and I said, boys, you are loved beyond measure. And now when I say, boys, they don't even have, they say, I know, Dad, we're loved beyond, I want you to understand something. Child of God, I'm speaking to somebody, child of God, you are loved beyond measure. More than you could ever imagine. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more, visit us at forwardchurchonline.com. There you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon.